Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. So good to be with you again today. This is Dale, and I thank you for joining with me on the Word Podcast. Uh, Just a quick reminder, the Word, this is what we do. We simply examine the Word of the Most High God and say, Lord, what is it that you are speaking to us? Uh, People say, well, that's sort of simplistic. Well, yes, that's exactly what the Lord has called us to do. He has given us His Word. He has given us an abundance of information, of revelation, illumination, enlightenment, wisdom, knowledge. Um, It's just uh, amazing, just the sheer volume that He's released to us. And yet so often we just sort of sit back and say, well, I I can't hear from God. I don't know anything about Him, you know. I think he's given us a lot. So anyway, I thank you that you are here. And again, I encourage you to share the word with everybody. Let people know. I know it's a little different kind of format and uh, the podcast type of thing. But if you're here, you figured out part of it, right? Or somebody has shown you. And so just show folks. Just take them aside and say, hey, help me. I'll help you download that app on your smartphone. Or I'll show you where to go on the tablet or on the computer and how to access this. Uh, it may be in your automobile. You know, a lot of cars today come with those full-blown computer things. I'll get in one of the new cars and start looking at it thinking, I don't even know how to do this, you know. <laughs> and so, anyway, it's just so many ways of being together. So uh, I thank you for joining with us. What we're doing now is we're going um, and examining the book of Galatians and seeing what the Word of the Lord has to say to us today through the book of Galatians. And He has a lot to say. We've begun with the first chapter, and we've gone already through the first seven verses. And here's what it boils down to. At the very beginning, the first five verses, Paul declares who he is and that God had sent him forth. Okay, Man had not sent him forth, but God had. Paul speaks grace and peace over uh, the churches and reminds them what the Lord had done for them, how the Lord had uh, taken on their sins, how the Lord had rescued them, how he's rescued us and how he's rescued us from this present evil age. And then he just declared that to all, that all praise, all honor, and all glory belong to God. But then he says this, and I'm going to read it. We covered it in our last time together. But verses 6 and 7, he cuts right to what the issue was, to what the situation was. And so the Spirit leads Paul to say this, verse 6, I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another. Only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. Now, we're going to get into who these sums were. We're going to get into more detail what this distortion is. We saw last time that they were perverting the true gospel. They were saying that, yeah, you've got the gospel, but there's something else a little more to it. But Paul said, no, 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 this is a different gospel. It's not just a different presentation. It's not just a different manifestation of the true gospel. No, no, no. The true gospel is the true gospel. What is happening here is a different gospel. And you actually see how the enemy is very subtle with that type of thing. You start to see what is happening with this church. In verse 8, though, we really begin to see how serious Paul is with this. He says, okay, this somebody's disturbing you, and they want to distort the gospel of Christ. There's a motivation here. In verse 7, we see this. There's a motivation to distort the gospel. They had a reason for it. There was a purpose. They were up to something. But then Paul says this in verse 8, but 
even if we, and that's sort of like that uh, singular plural kind of thing. In other words, he's saying, even if I tell you this, but remember in the first couple of verses, he said that, uh, he said, Paul, I'm writing to you. But then he said uh, in verse two, and all the brethren who are with me. So there were people that were with him uh, where he was that are testifying to this, that are supporting this. He says this, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. He is to be considered anathema. And that is a very powerful, very strong word that he was saying. So Paul is saying this, if, if, if I myself come to you or even an angel from heaven comes to you and tells you and preaches to you and tries to impart to you a gospel different from the one which I shared with you at the beginning, let them be accursed. In other words, what I shared with you from the beginning is the true gospel. Anything else other than that is not the truth. And you think, man, that is, that is strong. He, he sounds like he's irritated. Uh, probably righteously so. Okay, yeah. Probably understanding the uh, strength of the perversion, perversion, the danger of that perversion. But he continues on. Listen to verse 9. As we have said before, so I say again now, if any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you received, he is to be accursed. In other words, he doubled down on it. He says it in verse 8, then in verse 9, he says, like I've said before, and I think he's referring back to his previous statement. In other words, he's saying, this is what the truth is. And then he comes back and says, yeah, I'm going to say it again. This is what the truth is. <coughs> Excuse me. If someone comes along and declares to you a gospel contrary to the one we preached to you, let him be accursed. And you say, my goodness, uh, well, does that mean if I've ever presented a false gospel or incomplete gospel that I'm accursed? No, because remember what it said in verse 7? They wanted to distort the gospel of Christ. I think most of us will readily declare that there's been things that we have shared and things that we used to think that we realized were not the truth. I mean, we do that every time we open the Word of God. The Lord speaks to us. He shows us more truth. And all of a sudden we go, oh, wait a minute. I didn't know that. I didn't think of that in that way. I didn't realize that I, I was wrong about that, you know. And a lot of times it's just little logistical things. Other times it's things of a profound truth that we were ignorant about. And there's really nothing wrong with being ignorant. Ignorant just means unlearned. And we are all unlearned about 99% of the things in the world. Okay, right? We really are. And the Scripture tells us in another place that the Lord winked at our time of ignorance. But you can't rest in ignorance. You can't live in ignorance. If somebody comes up and tells you the truth, you can't just say, well, I don't believe that I want to remain ignorant. No, you're responsible for that truth. You just can't say that. You can't do that anymore. What these folks were doing, they weren't presenting a false gospel and a different gospel out of ignorance. They were doing it on purpose to distort the gospel of Christ. And they were doing it on purpose for an agenda. And we're going to see what that agenda is. As a matter of fact, the next verse, which we'll talk about in the next episode, Paul starts uh, bringing forth some things and starts asking questions to where they can see what the reality of the truth is. But for us today, I want us to reflect upon this. What have you thought about since our last time together? Have you begun to realize and look around and say, hey, Lord, are, are there things that are 
a representative or manifestation of a false gospel in my life? Am I in a situation? Am I listening to things? Am I involved with things that are bringing forth a false gospel and not the true gospel? Am I really worshiping the accolades of man and the purposes and the programs and the processes and the procedures of man more than I am the Most High God? When you start getting in the Word of God, all of a sudden the Spirit starts moving through you, and you start looking around and you start realizing this wonderful question, Lord, why are we doing what I'm doing? I say it's for your purpose. I say it's to your glory. I say it is for you. But is it truly is this really what your mind is, Lord? Is this what you truly desire for us? And I tell you what, if we start doing that as the body of Christ, God would do a marvelous thing. It will be uncomfortable because all of a sudden you will realize that so much of what we do is superfluous. So much of what we do in the name of the Lord is really not in the name of the Lord, but it's in the name of man. It's really not for the kingdom of God. It's for the kingdom of man. And we just put the kingdom of God icing on top of it to try to make it look good and taste good. But we're really what Jesus described as whitewashed tombs. He will give us a way out if we will pay attention. That's what Galatians is about. Well, I tell you what, our time's up for today. Thank you again. So press on. Spread the word of the Most High God everywhere you go. And I'll see you later. <music>